Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. In the chairs on a Friday, Paul Eihander here, Lindsey Brown there. Welcome! Thanks for making us a part of your afternoon as you get rolling into kind of one of the weirder weekends of the entire calendar year. Why? Because it's the weekend before the holiday weekend? Yes. So things are still happening. We're all bought into the facade that things are still happening, even though half of us are showing up. And when we are here... Let's be honest. Right. We're mailing it in. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I went to the grocery store this morning before I came into work. It was packed. I'm like, on a Friday morning, you could tell people were like, all right, I'm just going to get this done now, sure. not have to deal with it next week, and just let it happen. Because, yeah, you, you get this weird kind of cutoff. I mean, I could see people have already checked out. I mean, you can just tell. You checked know. out of the aisles or checked out no, mentally? No, checked out just yeah. kind of. All over the place, just like, oh, let's just get thir- next Thursday here, like, which is still a week away. I mean, let's be honest. Yes. But you burn through a weekend. Hopefully, you're not just burning through a weekend. You're being productive, ladies and gentlemen. Or just like be, have a great time. You right. You always have to be productive, Right. Paul. But then- Life isn't Then all of a sudden, you roll into that Wednesday, right? And Wednesday turns into the, the dreaded email, well, you know, we're only working a half day. Now, we work in a 24-7 town, so a half day to some people is still like, oh, it's just another Wednesday. Right. You know, for others. And then the Thanksgiving, yeah. This it's this is the this is the weird weekend because you know there's like even more weekend coming up that you have to endure with if you're doing Friendsgiving this weekend, for right. example. A lot of people are doing that. I've had friends who've already had that. Friend, right, Friendsgiving. It's like feeling over prepared for a test, so you just keep studying because you feel like, <laughs> yeah. well, I might as well try to get to a hundred since I'm already at a ninety-seven, and so. Sometimes it works against you, but yeah, it's it's a weird energy in the in the air. But if you're feeling like you need to slow down and that things are weird, that's natural. This is where people our world isn't like what we actually uh, are built for. Now, this is where our pacing, I should say, where we all start thinking about okay, turkey intake. You know, sure. for those of you who celebrate the, the holiday with a turkey, right, or you know, prime rib or whatever ham or whatever it is, like turkey tends to be that thing, and you're like, chicken okay, fingies, whatever. Do I eat? poultry leading up to the holiday or do i try to steer away from it knowing that there is something along that lines in the traditional sense of a food i do the same rules that i do with for concerts for i think it's at least the three days leading up to whoever i'm seeing can't listen to their music yeah because i just want it to be fresh i don't want it to be even if it's one of my favorite artists like it's just you want to be excited to hear the song even if you've heard it a million times just at least not in the last three days i went to an old school pseudo old school concert back i believe it was like 2006 i was at the uh, verizon wireless amphitheater 
Which one, you ask? Because there's like 8,000 of them. Every town that isn't like a major market, <laughs> that's their arena's name. Right. Uh, this was in San Antonio, and it was a double bill. And again, this is old school, so it was cool in the gang. They do Celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that song. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago. Right on. <laughs> well, no, and that's that's exactly that's exactly the feeling you should get. So cool in the game. They're a party band. I like Boston I mean, better. The Boston, band, right? More than a feeling. Correct. Just from Guitar Hero. Uh, I think Chicago has some Guitar Hero Nothing stuff. Nothing like Boston, though. No, no, no. That one rocks. Yeah. Um, cool in the game. You know, party band. You know, let's groove tonight. Celebration. September. They have a litany of like hits, and it's just like hit, 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 hit. Yep. They only play for like forty-five minutes, right? Chicago comes out. Chicago, who you know hasn't had a hit you know since Peter Cetera left the band many moons ago, comes out and they just play all this just old, like old, old, old music. I believe they're, it. They're they're the closers. Okay, mm-hmm. they're the closers. After cooling the game, literally just everyone's dancing like they're standing and whatever. Chicago comes out, and it's almost like watching a symphony, and they're playing their songs and everything. Right. This is where this is the hill we're going down. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'm not just gonna mail it in. I'm gonna prime <laughs> it in, Paul. I'm gonna beam right. myself up, Scotty. Oh my god. So I could they, not be more disinterested so, so yeah, this right now. Play, so they play a couple of recognizable songs uh-huh. and then for like the next thirty minutes. It's like deepest of deep album cuts. Like think of your favorite artist, Lindsay, and they're playing deep album cuts that 90% of the audience does not know. Sure. There's a woman in front of me with a tour shirt on that she had gotten to like the tour. She turns and listens to her husband. She goes, I haven't heard this bleep in two decades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's, she's done. Like she's That's like you. She, she checked out. She's like, yeah. this is terrible. Same girl, same. Yeah, we left early. Like we left early. Uh, happy for you. Big show coming your way here. Uh, lots of uh, great guests coming on the way. Odyssey Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough, former GM of the Phoenix Suns, will be joining us at 318 to talk uh, NBA basketball. 337, we go local with Girls on the Run here in Las Vegas. They have a big event coming up. Want to shine a little spotlight on their efforts. And at 425, yes, it's a full show. Host of Silver and Black Today Game Day, Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson will join us to talk about the Raiders in Cincinnati tilt at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. All of the sports. Yep. And we have hockey, too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sneak it in there somewhere. Somehow. All right. Busy weekend, busy show. Let's get you your top five talkers for today. It's your oh. daily check down. Powered by Would Odyssey Sports. Now? Number one. Just let it go. All right. It's UNLV Friday night here in Las Vegas. Both the men's basketball team and the football team will be sharing space at the south end of Las Vegas Strip. At Allegiant Stadium at 8.30, the uh, top 20 San Diego State Aztecs will take on the UNLV Rebels in football. Hold on your butts. That's at 8.30. Hmm. Across the way, the Roman main event will get started, a doubleheader of men's basketball, all like superstar teams. UNLV Rebels, the running Rebels, will take on the number four Michigan Wolverines. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) That's at 9.30. P.M.? Yes. Tonight? Yes. My so, God. Imagine if you're in Michigan staying up for that game. Nothing's yeah. going to end at like 2 in the morning. Well, they'll probably be watching the, the U of M hockey team anyways because they got a, a, a cast of characters and big-time powers that be. I even heard that Dylan Larkin might be in the building tonight to usher in the Wolverines in their basketball game. 
uh, after the Red Wings were dispatched by the Golden Knights. But uh, big, huge test early on in the season. So it's you can catch people sometimes. And so I know we're rolling early. New program, lots of good vibes. But I'm not ready to put us in the same echelon as Michigan tonight. But guess what? They can do that for themselves. Truth, they could. Juwan Howard's crew and UNLV running Rebels on one side of the 15. On the other side of the 15, it's Marcus Arroyo's football Rebels taking on San Diego State. A couple of big clashes tonight. UNLV Friday night here in Las Vegas. By the way, this is what I forgot. Later in the hour, we're going to give away tickets to the Empire Classic as we talk about college basketball. Gonzaga, UCLA, stick around for the opportunity to win a pair of those tickets. Sweet. Number two. Maybe you'll meet Lindsay there. No, I won't be there. Bruce Arians doubling down on the Antonio Brown situation when it comes to the is it or is it not a fake vaccination card. He said they have done their due diligence in vetting all the player vaccine cards. Yep. He says now it's time for the league to do their thing, but we believe it's real and we're good. Okay. Next. (laughs) Number three. The Cleveland Guardians have become real. They have a brand new store in Cleveland. However, someone almost got killed. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem, and it might be a sign of things to come. Hopefully not. Uh, Apparently, they were hanging the team store sign up outside of the front entrance. The sign snapped the stone exterior on the ballpark and fell 15 feet. The sign is no more, fortunately. Where's the engineer? There were nobody else there. Pulleys and levers. Come on. Something. Like this metal sign. Like you can kind of tell when something is going to stay out. Like does this seem too heavy to be uh, held up by two rivets? Like come on. <laughs> it's the. Come on. Little wood doweling. Maybe we got to like, send pop, the, pop, the due diligencers from Tampa Bay up to Cleveland. Make sure they do the due diligence on their signs and uh, other markings. But regardless. Uh, not great to start no, no. the vibes with. I'm just like, hey, what happened? Yeah, we broke the sign. We <laughs> what broke what the a sign. waste. Yeah, we broke the sign. <laughs> could have been like the first sign ever they made. There could have been like a ribbon cutting ceremony and everything. Right. <laughs> it's just... Well, what they're going to do is they'll probably auction off little pieces of that sign. Absolutely. It's sad. I mean, it's sad. They're like literally like trying to hold it up and then it. <laughs> yep. Look at oh, your well. reflection. Welcome to the Major League Baseball Cleveland Guardians. Number four. This next story makes a lot of sense. Uh, Michelle Beadle. We've been talking about number two all the time here on this show. Hey, if you missed it, good humor here. Uh, Michelle Beadle, who is back in uh, the media game with The Athletic. Has, oh, she uh, is. Yep, has, a po- has a podcast called What Did I Miss? I like and her. And she, she examines moments in history. The moment in history that she examined this time was with an interview with then Boston Celtics forward Paul Pierce, who left game one of the 2008 NBA Finals in a wheelchair. And then miraculously healed up like minutes later. And it was just the ultimate just basketball dramatization. And people were trying to make sense of it because it doesn't make sense why he would just be like, I cannot move and then make a miraculous recovery. So naturally people are like, so did you poop your pants, Paul? Do you want to hide it? What happened down there? Truly, what what happened? He denies it, huh? He said, uh, if you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? Depends on how many people you are in front of, Paul. Your people are just the weirdest. Why would I need a wheelchair if I poop my pants? Now, you don't sit down on your poop, right? Doesn't make sense. I uh, There's no real flaw in that argument, I'll be honest with you. Shame makes you do 
very, very weird things. He says, I haven't pooped my pants after three years old. Good for you, Paul. So That makes one, one of him. I can't say the same because I'm a human being. We all are. He said he did have an accident while working for ESPN in the 2019 NBA Finals. Okay, so every time except for being three years old and that one time. And that one time. At band camp. He had to go to the bathroom and quote, that something went down. Yeah. Paul, just like, be honest. You were totally honest about the videos you were posting up. You were ready to live and die by that. You were ready to stake a claim on that. We all do the poops. Right. This is my, like I said a few weeks ago, this is my ultimate equalizer for us all. We all do the poops. No, and he's he's not. A, he admits that he does poop. Just didn't happen in two thousand and eight. I kind of believe it. I mean, I don't want to sit in my sit in my drawers and. I don't believe it. Like, I I don't necessarily believe that that's what happened. But if it did, he certainly wouldn't admit it, even though he should. Makes for a good story, it, right? Yeah, I guess it makes. For Still, a good story. it's just Still. the the being corralled off the court right. in a wheelchair. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, Beads is back too. She's doing stuff for the San Antonio Spurs as well. Oh, so, good. Well, yeah. she, that's right up her alley. Yeah, right. Yeah, she literally, literally right up her alley. She grew up 20 minutes outside of San yep. Antonio. All right, so there you go. No poo for you. Duty. <laughs> Number five. Today is the day for the King Richard movie to make its debut in theaters, HBO Max as well. Will Smith playing Richard Williams, the father and coach of the legends in the tennis world, Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, if you have two hours and 26 minutes, that, yeah, that is the running time on this one. The reviews have been very positive. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 91% right now. Wait, so I can watch this on HBO Go tonight? Uh, I believe If I have a subscription? Have to, I don't know if you have to, or have to pay, pay extra. Pay the premium for it. What's the point then? No. Why? No, I think no, I think Maybe it is. It's available. No, I think myself. it's available. I think it's available. I want to see this like in a theater actually. Like I want to have a full-blown experience with this film because it's I think it's definitely going to be up there for uh, award ceremonies, not that really awards matters. It's about the stories and uh I mean I grew up worshiping the Williams sisters, so uh, to to get a little bit more uh, context on their upbringing and and the and what grew them, uh, I, I'm definitely interested. So I'm very excited that this film is here. Finally, it seems like we've been yeah. watching videos we've all been the time. Talking about it for a long time. So lots of positive feedback. This was approved by the Williams family. Yeah, so they're at they, the premiere. They gave it the they gave it the Olympia kiss. and the ownership group are there as well, Paul. Right. She brought the entire boardroom. Mom and dad in Olympia, <laughs> since you're against, you know, people owning teams of certain ages, even though they are people at certain ages. Oh, no, yeah. It's streaming exclusively on HBO Max through December 19th. So, so you I can, can go this. to the theater if you want to go to the now theater. Now this is the question of do I want to stay true to my the experience that I want or stay true to the experience that I can have most easily? Another life question posed by the playmakers. Either followed way. Followed by the poo talk. Yes. Or preceded. We can't even get that straight. Yeah, the latest sports movie, King Richard. About the uh, Williams sisters and their relationship with their father now out. There's your check down. Powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Coming up next, we're going to deep dive into the NBA. Do a little dime dishing with Odyssey NBA insider Ryan McDonough. That's next. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Paul and Lindsay with you on this Friday. Been a hot second since we talked to our next guest, but it's great to have him back on the line. 
Former NBA general manager and Odyssey Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app, or visit BetQL.com today. Ryan, welcome back, friend. Hey, Paul and Lindsay. Always great to be on with you guys, especially on a Friday afternoon. Absolutely, Ryan. You have been missed, but that is something that Steph Curry is definitely not uh, super used to as of late. And let's be honest, like we're all human beings, but there are those outliers that kind of prove that ceilings don't exist. Steph Curry is absolutely in that uh, category, especially so far this season. Is there anybody else in this league that's showing you uh, uh, just either a development or uh, maybe on the precipice of being an outlier that we haven't really associated with that before? That's a great question, Lindsay. I mean, you know, I'll start with Steph Curry. I, um, you know, let, let, let me, I guess, uh, preface this by saying Nikola Jokic is having maybe the best statistical season in NBA history. If you look at uh, his points, rebounds, assists, efficiency, his advanced numbers are all off the charts. Uh, and I bring it up because I, I, even despite that, I think Steph Curry's still the MVP at this point. So, um, you know, for Jokic to set all kinds of statistical records and not be the front runner for the NBA, uh, NBA's MVP after the first 10 or 15 games of the year shows you how great uh, Curry's been. And, and really, I, I think, you know, no, nobody else, Lindsay, stands out to that level. Uh, there's some talented young players uh, who are starting to break out and really come into their own. Uh, Tyler Harrow in Miami is a guy that I, I predicted would win most improved player uh, prior to the season starting, and I think he's got a, a shot at that. Um, you know, as a rookie, Evan Mobley, uh, who's unfortunately injured at the moment, has really impressed me for the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think he's going to be a future superstar. Um, but I start at the top, and the top for me is uh, Jokic and Curry 1 and 2, and um, you know what Steph is doing, or what he continues to do year after year, just shattering his own records, is really unprecedented. I want to press you a little bit on Tyler Harrow because last year Miami got off to a really tough start. They had COVID. He was obviously part of that uh, initial adversity that they faced. But what is he doing on the floor this year that he wasn't last year? Well, I, I think a few things, uh, Lindsay. He's gotten in a lot better shape. He looks stronger to me physically. Uh, it, it's important to keep in mind this is still a very young man. He's only 21 years old. Uh, it's amazing what he was able to do as a rookie, especially in the Orlando bubble, uh, as a teenager playing uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the L.A. Lakers you know, in the NBA Finals and, and looking like he fit in throughout the playoffs. Uh, was really impressive. Um, I, I think a few things messed with Tyler last year. I, I think the very short offseason, again, keep in mind, uh, the Miami Heat did play as late as anybody. They and the Lakers are the only teams that uh, played you know, six games in the NBA Finals and had uh, you know, basically a two-month turnaround in the offseason. So uh, I think that you know, could combined with, um, you know, maybe a lack of physical development for Harrow. Some of that was fatigue-related, caused him to have a down second year a year ago. But, but this year, again, he's bounced back in a big way. Um, this kid is an elite shooter, and score, uh, his, his numbers across the board are terrific in terms of his percentages and uh, efficiency and, and also with the physical de- development and the confidence uh, that he has, uh, primarily coming off the bench for Miami. I think uh, he's squarely in the mix for most improved player. And, and more than anything, uh, I, I think the Heat, who some people heavily criticized the year ago for not putting Tyler Harrow in a package for James Harden or another superstar. I now understand why they did not, did not do that because this guy looks like he's going to be a star in his own right. Well, we're running some fast break offense here with uh, Ryan McDonough, Odyssey Sports uh, Insider for the NBA. Ryan, I want you to put your GM hat on here and Las Vegas is a Los Angeles Lakers town. It's always been that way. We do love the NBA here, and we talk about the Lakers and their middling start, so to speak. And and Lindsay and I have bandied about this a little bit when it comes to this team trying to find some chemistry, trying to work some things out, dealing with injury, dealing with new players. If you had to recreate this team, knowing what we know now about a quarter of the way through the season, would you make any changes to the makeup and the constitution of the Lakers? 
Yeah, I, I, a lot, Paul, actually. And, I, and I'm on record at the time as saying uh, that, that I would have preferred the trade with Sacramento for Buddy Heald over Russell Westbrook. Um, and that's one of the reasons, guys, why it's so hard to be an executive in the NBA today. Uh, I don't know how much influence LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh, LeBron in particular, had in that decision. It seemed like they had a lot from, from afar. Um, I, I thought the team was deficient in terms of shooting and floor spacing. That's why I thought the fit uh, with Heald, who certainly hasn't had the career career and won't have the career overall that Russell Westbrook's had, but uh, it, it's not about, you know, lifetime achievement awards here in the NBA. It's about who can help a team uh, win games and potentially win a championship today. So uh, starting there, I, I thought the fit was confusing. And then, um, you know, some of the, some of the big name signings, I, I, I understood the Dwight Howard one, uh, the DeAndre Jordan one, I did not get at all. I, I don't think DeAndre has been the same player, uh, frankly, since he left the LA Clippers uh, years ago. So um, yeah, th- there are a number of issues that I see. Uh, let me put it this way. Prior Prior to uh, the preseason, I had the L.A. Lakers and Brooklyn Nets meeting in the finals. Uh, this is the first time I've ever, ever done this, guys, about 20 years in the NBA. But after the preseason, uh, I shifted. I had the Utah Jazz and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, obviously, the, the reason to move off the Nets was, was easy, I think, with Kyrie and not getting vaccinated. But the reason to move off the Lakers for me was just uh, they didn't look very good. Their shooting and floor spacing, um, you, know, you know, I have serious concerns about that. Uh, also, their, their lack of depth and their health. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you were asking me today who's going to come out of the Western Conference, I'd have – uh, three or four, maybe five teams ahead of the L.A. Lakers. I, I like Phoenix, Utah, uh, Golden State, uh, maybe a few others ahead of the Lakers at this point. And this is re- really where we see the fraying of re- what cultural makeups are in the NBA because we're talking about the consequences of the Lakers when you kind of have a pop-up shop of talent. And then you mentioned Sacramento, and I'm pretty sure Tristan Thompson is on that team, and he had comments earlier this week after that squad lost to the Timberwolves another team with very, very big culture issues. And he was talking about not needing that extra motivational energy from, from coaches because that's just something that he felt should be generated organically by professionals. Do you feel the same way, especially in today's NBA culture, which is hyper-individualized, but you can create those special squads? That's a great question, and that's that's a big debate. As, as coaches will tell you, it's really hard to coach energy and effort. Um, you know, as, as a front office guy, I think part of the responsibility is to bring in players who are naturally motivated and hungry and, and hard playing. Uh, a few guys around the league, you know, stand out. I, I think Alex Caruso and the impact he's had on the Chicago Bulls has been significant. Uh, and a guy we had in Phoenix, who now um, you know is with Miami, won an NBA championship last year with the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's PJ Tucker. I think you need a couple of guys like that on your team who just play hard every night and play through injury. Um, so, so I think that's some of what Tristan Thompson was uh, referring to. Uh, Sacramento's a talented team, uh, but they're a young team, and, and, and they're better offensively than, than defensively, uh, where they've been you know, deficient over the past couple of years. So uh, I think that's, that's a veteran you know, going through uh, some of the growing pains with a young team and, and as the losses pile up along the way. But, yeah, I think ultimately it's on the players uh, to, to bring that effort and energy. And if, if they don't bring that, I think it's on your job you know, as, as a, an executive uh, to, to, to reshuffle the roster and make some changes uh, for a competent team that the, the, where the pieces fit together relatively well and more than anything they compete to the level of their talent uh, I'm seeing that right now in, in Chicago uh, I'm not seeing that a few other places around the, the league that uh, were teams I think are playing uh, below their talent level one of those teams be the Boston Celtics because they're damn near the top of my list the Celtics have been yeah been disappointing. I mean they've had some you know mitigating factors with injuries to some of their best players, uh, particularly Jalen Brown in uh, the lineup. But yeah, I, I don't think the consistency of effort has, has been there for Boston. I was very concerned with how they defended to start the year. Uh, so I look at them in the Eastern Conference, Lindsay, and in the Western Conference, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I, I know Zion Williamson has, has missed the entire season so far, and and Brandon Ingram's been out, but. 
for a team that's built toward this for a number of years. Uh, it made some moves with you know future draft picks going out and young players moving on, including Lonzo Ball, who's now leading Chicago to one of the best records in Eastern Conference. Uh, for New Orleans to be two and fourteen and looking uncompetitive some nights, uh, th- those are the two two of the top teams that came to mind when we're talking about playing above or below the level of talent on your roster. Odyssey Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough joining us here. Uh, follow him on Twitter, MCDNBA. Lots of good takes when it comes uh, to the National Basketball Association. You mentioned the Pelicans, so I don't need to go there. I do want to talk about Portland a little bit. We touched base with Trista Crick a couple of days ago to talk about the Blazers. They seem to be going through that kind of cultural change, and that's a front office and, a, and an on-the-court kind of play. Is this always just going to be a seven seed until Damian Lillard retires or decides to move on? Well, I think Portland's a team that needs a, a big shakeup. Uh, I, I would personally not recommend, you know, moving Lillard. I, I, I've been on record saying I like a package of C.J. McCollum plus. Uh, and obviously the sticking point is what, it, what is the plus? Is it young players and or draft picks for, for Ben Simmons? I, I know Simmons is a, a gamble for certain teams, but I, I love the fit alongside Damian Lillard because I, I think uh, playing as a, you know, even a power forward or a small ball center alongside Lillard would minimize some of Simmons' weaknesses with the shooting uh, and lack of floor spacing, and I think he'd be a dynamite a secondary playmaker, especially with all the defensive attention that, that Simmons attracts. Um, excuse me, the Lillard attracts. So, uh, you know, I, I, I like the fit there for Ben Simmons. Um, but, yeah, I did, to your point, uh, Paul, like I, I, the first thing that needs to happen is this investigation needs to get resolved one way or another. We'll see if Neil O'Shea, the president of basketball operations, who uh, has, has done a really good job. I, I think that gets lost in all this. Uh, culturally, there may be some questions, but the Blazers are the only team in the NBA who's been in the playoffs the past eight seasons, uh, and they're also in the more difficult conference. They're in the Western Conference. So uh, they've been good. I, I think in order to go from good to great, most times, you have to take some risk, and if I were in the front office there, I, I know it's controversial, but I'd be looking at a deal involving S- Simmons for McCollum Plus and then uh, seeing if that can catapult you uh, into the upper echelon of the Western Conference. It's always interesting to see which buttons are being pressed in each organization in terms of urgency because you, you want Dame to, to feel comfortable there. You want him to feel like they're building towards that future and that he wants to fully invest himself. And I'm sure there's a few New York Knicks fans that were definitely on the bandwagon last year, but let's be honest, it, by the time everything kind of culminated, there are way more seats than were sold uh, ahead of time. And this year, they're kind of uh, middling. And Tibbs... Uh, very familiar with him during his time uh, with the Wolves and obviously with the Bulls, but he really likes to ride his best players. And uh, how much do you think they think that they're in contention? And with that in mind, if they continue to struggle, do you anticipate them making a big swing? That's a good question, Lindsay. I worked with Tom Thibodeau for three years in the Celtics front office. Uh, we had a good run, went to the conference finals a couple times and won the championship in 08. So I, I know Tom. I'm a, I'm a Tom fan. I, I think the bigger uh, question I have about the Knicks is um, I think the talent on the roster is average. And, and I don't say that in a, in a disrespectful way. It's not below average. But if I were to stack up the talent on the 30 teams in the league, the Knicks I think would be in that you know, middle quadrant, say 11 to 20, somewhere in that range there. And that, that's what the record is. They're, they're about a 500 um, team. Um, one of the things, as I take a step back just from New York and look at the Eastern Conference in general, guys, that I, I don't think is getting enough attention nationally is uh, the Eastern Conference, it, in my opinion, is clearly the better and deeper conference. I don't know if it's better in terms of the top teams are better, but certainly when you go 1 through 13 and you look at the teams outside of the play-in right now, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, and Indiana Pacers in the 11th to 13th spots, uh, that tells you how good the conference is. Other than Detroit and Orlando at the bottom, I really think there's a lot of talent there, and I, I bring it 
lineup because uh, it's going to be very difficult in the East just to, to get in the top six and avoid the play-in. And I think there'll be a couple of good teams, even outside the top ten, who missed the play-in entirely. And uh, the Knicks have their workout out for them because some of the teams behind them right now, uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta, uh, I think have better talent. I think as the year goes on, those teams will surpass the Knicks, and uh, we'll see if the Knicks can hang in there and, and maybe you know, stay in that play-in range uh, and try to play their way into the final playoff field in the Eastern Conference. A good quarter-season heat check with our friend Ryan McDonough. Ryan, we appreciate the time this afternoon. Have a great weekend. Have a good holiday with the family. Thanks, guys. You too. Great to be on with you. All right, there's Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA insider. He's brought to you by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This is a basketball program, Paul. I don't know if you've noticed. We're loading up. Oh, with yeah, uh, lots of NBA here, lots of things to talk about. Again, yeah, we start pushing into that into that midpoint of the season. Things get a little interesting, and uh, certainly we'll be uh, keeping our fingers on it. All right, coming up next, we are going to lace them up with Girls on the Run. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Admittedly, our next topic and our next guest 
this is going to be a little bit of a raw raw for me. I'll be honest with you. What do you mean? It's just going to be fun. I think okay. this is going to be fun. I'm going to shine a spotlight in an organization I've always, I've believed in for a very long time. Although my participation is more of a cheerleader than it is a participant. Because it is Girls on the Run. They have local organizations all across the country. We have one here in Las Vegas. They're hosting their Fall 5K coming up Saturday, December the 4th, which all of you listening right now can take part in. But don't take my word for it. Uh, Joining us on the BetQL hotline is the executive director for Girls on the Run Las Vegas, Kate McLaughlin. Kate, thanks for coming on today. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely, Kate. We're super excited to talk to you all about Girls on the Run. But first, first thing is first. At what point in your run, at what K do your legs and brain say, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this? Because when I was doing fitness testing back in the day uh, as a hockey player, it was probably within the first 30 seconds. Well, yeah. I mean, the first mile is always the hardest. You don't really settle into your groove until you get past that first mile. And then for me, when I'm when I'm running well, I, I really love that, that period between about mile one and mile 10. And then I'm, I'm a half marathoner by preference. And that last three miles is always rough, too. But the first mile is the hardest. No question. Always that closing spirit for us half marathoners, Kate. <laughs> the final, yeah, that final five, that final three point one miles is always a rough bit. Uh, but you know, you're running next to you. You're the, this organization runs. You're running with girls, grades three to eight, and this is really about yeah. confidence building. It's about participation in sport. It's about mentorship. It's about community. It's, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a lot more than just putting on shoes. That just allows everyone to take, and pardon just kind of the, the reference and the pun here, everyone to take a first step for these girls. Yes, and, and honestly, um, this is not about running. Running is a tool that we use to teach them all of these skills that they can use in any aspect of their life. And one of the things that I love about it, and I've been involved for about 10 years now as a volunteer before I joined the staff, is that um, we have what we call a mastery climate. And what that means is that we're not about competition. It's about getting to the finish line, not when you get there, not who gets there first, about knowing that you can get to that finish line and how to do it. So when we're teaching girls throughout the season about managing their emotions, about making decisions intentionally, about staying positive, those are tools that they can use in whatever area they are personally interested in. And then we use two projects to show them that they can do hard things. One's a community service project that they design and execute themselves, and the other is training for and completing a 5K. Now, if you're eight years old, 3.1 miles is, is forever. I mean, that, that's just unimaginable trying to do that. So for them, realizing that they can accomplish that, that it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And the looks on their faces when they cross that finish line just takes your breath away every time. And I know you're not rah-rah, but I dare you not to get emotional watching them. See, I'm all about the emotions and totally not about the running. This is where me and Paul are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And and I coached hockey before I moved down here. And, and, and sport 
truly has led me to where I am today. And I think this is just such a, a special event and more importantly, a program, because I think so many things you just kind of show up day of, you put on the T-shirt and it's great. You raise money. You could do nothing like everybody has the option to do nothing. But like you said, it's it's the 10 week right. program to teach these girls how to plan for themselves, to envision something for themselves to not just, you know, let life pass them by. And you're like, oh, that's a very uh, profound concept for kids to, to tackle with. But I think they're probably the most uh, equipped human beings we got to do this. And girls were just taught from such a young age to not just be competitive, but be overly competitive where there can only be one of us in a room. Uh, it just seems like. So much of this has been thought through, and obviously because you've been involved for a very long time, and you guys have had a lot of practice, a lot of girls, a lot of uh, confident, confident women entering our society around here. Yeah, and the nice thing is is we're part of a national organization, and so back at, at headquarters in, in North Carolina, they have folks there who are professionally trained in developing this curriculum, and it's been developed and reevaluated and studied at the university level to look at the effectiveness of this. And we target specifically girls in third through eighth grade because that is right before and right at the beginning of adolescence, which is when self-esteem plummets in girls. We go from thinking we can be whatever we want to be to thinking we have to fit into a certain box. We stop raising our hand, right, Killer? Yeah. And so what this does is it gives them that confidence to enter adolescence and go, you know what, I am who I am, and I like who I am, and I'm going to go out there and take on the world and do it my way. Um, you know, my, my short version of what we do is we help girls find their strong. It's in there. It's always in there somewhere, but we help them bring it out and remember and, and, and sh- showcase it so they can, they can turn to it when they're having a rough day. When they're going through a rough period and they know, hey, that that capability is still there. It's just a little bit hidden at the moment because I'm feeling a little bit down. But you pull it back out. And this is one of the things that I, I personally love about running is that, you know, when I do get out the door and I go for a run, I always feel stronger at the end of it. Always. Mm. And that's what we want for these girls is to have something to hold on to, to know that they have that strength within them. Even when they're feeling in that first mile of that run and they just hate, hate it and they don't want to do it and they want to stop, and every negative, whiny part of their brain is speaking up, they go, nope, you know what? I'm not listening to you because I can get beyond this mile and then I'm going to feel so good. Right, because pain's inevitable so, in this life, right, Kate? And so that's sports are oh, the ultimate yeah. metaphor, running's the ultimate metaphor, and, and you have the program, you have the girls themselves, and then they have running buddies running alongside yes. them too. Can you explain that concept and the reasoning behind that? Yes, I can. And Paul, I gotta say, this is how you can get involved. Um, so a running buddy is an adult who runs with a girl. Every single girl has someone who runs with them. And sometimes it's a parent or an older sibling or a friend of the family or a teacher, but sometimes they can't find anyone to run with them. And the job of the running buddy is to provide encouragement throughout when they're having a tough time saying, you know what, we're just going to keep moving forward. It doesn't matter if we need to take a walk break. It doesn't matter if you want to drink your water fast or slow. We're just going to keep moving forward. And and so much is about attitude. And, you know, when you're dealing with a nine-year-old, attitude can be really hard to stay positive. So that's what you do as a running buddy is run with them. And I'll say we've got some of these girls that will get out there and you running with them, you're just trying desperately to, to not lose track of them. 
because they're going so fast. Others are never going to get above a walk, and your job is to keep encouraging them throughout to get there at whatever pace they feel comfortable doing it at. So it's a, it's a really fun thing to do, um, and then you get to see them cross the finish line. But we also have lots of volunteers out at the 5K helping create the magic, um, whether it is doing things like giving out medals at the finish line or water or doing face painting and giving out unicorn headbands and selling tutus and capes and this sort of thing that you do when you're dealing with third through eighth grade girls. Um, and then we have our coaches. And our coaches are incredible. They're all volunteers. And they go through a whole bunch of training before the season starts and then spend 10 weeks working with these girls and teaching them how to be everything that they have in them. And it's really amazing, these, these people. A lot of them are teachers, but some of them are parents, and some of them are just community members who believe in the program and believe in the girls. So we have lots of ways where people can get involved, and at being at the 5K as a running buddy or in any other capacity is just one of them. Girls on the Run, Las Vegas, Fall 5K, Saturday, December the 4th. It's at UNLV, Pita Plaza. Uh, everything starts at 8.30, Saturday, December the 4th. 5K starts at 9.30. Uh, you can register right. girlsontherunlv.org girlsontherunlv.org. Just want to make sure we got that in there because as we tell these stories, and this is the first time you guys are able to get together and do this kind of in person, and you know, obviously we all had the, the big pause in 2020, so it's been a couple of years since you've been able to hit the pavement, get everybody out there, and, and cheer each other on. Yeah, our last, fall, our last 5K was in uh, December of 2019, so we are thrilled to be back in action and able to have this in person, and, and so are, I mean, so are all the girls. The energy is absolutely incredible and completely contagious. I, I can absolutely tell. I mean, you, it seems like costumes are not only allowed, they're encouraged. I always say uh, life is better with sound effects, especially if that comes with costumes and makeup. <laughs> Truth. Uh, but I just want to thank you, Kate, because I, I just learned about this this whole thing today. But we've talked a lot about grassroots movement and movements, especially with girls in sports and how impactful it is on the lives, just as I alluded to earlier. Uh, I'm a product of it, so I thank you for for volunteering and being part of that answer in our community. Well, we we do everything we can. I do want to say that our spring season is already open for registration, and no girl is ever turned away for inability to pay. So we expect to have about 50 teams in the spring, so they'll get a chance to do this all over again if they didn't sign up this fall. That is fantastic. Kate, I appreciate you spending a little time with us and uh, giving us a chance to put a little spotlight on your organization. You know, we, we love the youth, we love the sports, we love the girls. Thanks so much. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Kate McLaughlin, Executive Director, Girls on the Run Las Vegas. Their Girls on the Run Fall 5K is Saturday, December the 4th. It's available, open right now for you to register girlsontherunlv.org. If you don't feel like running, you can still be part of a cheering section as well. 35 bucks to be part of that. That's a hell of a price point, Paul. I I must say. $35 to cheer, $35 to be one of the adult community runners and running buddies and and kids under 18 can also participate as well. December the 4th, uh, check them out. Again, the website, girlsontherunlv.org. Yeah, if you're worried about you haven't done a good deed for your year, you're worried about coal or other things showing up in other pieces of your clothing, this is a great way to help 
check that box. Yeah, a quick way for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Kate McLaughlin for joining thank us. Thank you, Girls, Kate. Girls on the Run, Las Vegas. Up next, the hype for Bryson and Brooks. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Come see the crazy ball whacker guy. That was the Happy Gilmore, right? Oh. They used that in Happy Gilmore when he was trying to hustle people at the, the driving range. He's got a hole-in-one on a par four. Oh, I saw it. Uh, Bryson hit balls off the Win Las Vegas roof uh, in preparation for uh, the Bryson Brooks match coming up uh, next Friday. Right on. He's spending a lot of time in Nevada as of late. Yeah. He, yeah, the long drive up in Mesquite. Mm-hmm. So he was apparently hitting 500-yard drives. East or west? Uh, I believe it was to the – no, it's to the east. Okay. He was hitting so to the – So our cars are safe. He was hitting to the – yeah, no, he was landing, landing on balls on Paradise Road. Yeah, the splash zone was uh, extended. Apparently he was hitting the balls at a giant uh, picture of uh, of Brooks Kapka, and he ended up hitting one. He actually hit him. Off, off the uh, face of the of the. Uh, I don't know how out. that like is allowed to happen, <laughs> honestly. Um, but it's it's a saga that golf really needed over the over the summer, to be honest, and one that definitely got overblown. But both of them made amends at the Ryder Cup. Clearly, it works for both sides. I think they both knew that when they kind of started all of this, but. Uh, it's a interesting play, the match. Yeah. Whether it's actually compelling remains to be seen. Right. Because they made peace. Yes. Because they made peace. Until somebody like throws uh, another's putter into the pond. I right. don't know how that ended up in there. Well, hopefully. Oh, there it is. It is Las Vegas. Oh. Maybe there'll be some side bets. I'm sorry. Your brakes don't work on the golf cart. What? Football at four is on the way as the Playmakers rolls on for your Friday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.